We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Last week of the NFL season, it's always a wacky week 18. We're going to cover it all here on the Rotowire NFL podcast, uh, the Friday DFS version. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday DFS version. I am Scott Jensen. Joined as always on Friday mornings by Ryan Balanji. Uh, if you could please rate and review the podcast, we appreciate that. We are sponsored by WinBet. We appreciate their sponsorship all year long, too. Ryan, we're, we're here. We've got, uh, it's weird to say week 18 because that's not something we've uh, we've said. I think it was happened once uh, the year they did double buys, like in 2004 or something like that. But week 18, uh, last week of the NFL season, uh, you know, people aren't playing. Uh, most of their seasonal leagues are done. A lot of people want to jump into the DFS world this week. It's always a tough one because we got you know guys sitting, maybe guys leaving at halftime if they're leading, and the team's already in the playoffs. Or team coaches wanted to see young guys. Uh, it's always a weird week, but uh, we'll jump into it. But first of all, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, first wanted to give props to you about last week uh, that Seattle Detroit call. Uh, it worked out okay, didn't it? Proved to be perfect. Yeah, I, I wish I would have listened, but. Um, yeah. Awesome! stacked that game and won a million dollars. I saw um, that. So you were right on the money with that one. Hopefully, he, uh, he actually played. He played Wilson with Lockett, Metcalf, but also played Penny too. Like talk about stacking that game, and you look up and what were there? I think there were eighty points in that game, right? Right. Yeah. Crazy. You called it spot on. Hey, every once in a while, it only it only took seventeen weeks for me to get there. <laughs> no, but hopefully we can, uh, yeah, find somewhere to go this week. Um, I like this week though. I feel like uh, it's different than most weeks. Um, there's a little bit different type of edge to be had, as you mentioned, um, looking at motivation and maybe some contract incentives. Um, yeah, I feel like there's some games. The contract incentive worked well for Antonio Brown last week. Oof, yeah, that was <laughs> – that did not – that uh, I had a pretty bad week uh, last week because of Antonio Brown. Well, uh, not I, – I, 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 I didn't bring it to bear for that reason. You just kind of no, – no, no, You made it too easy for me there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's some contract incentives that are a bit interesting this week uh, that we'll get into. Um, but, yeah, why don't you preview the games? Yeah, so we've got uh, it's obviously a big slate because there's no there's no uh, there's no Thursday game, there's no Monday games. Like to keep everybody playing at the same time in terms of if teams affect each other. There are two Saturday games. We won't be on the main slate. That's uh, Dallas and Philly 
and Kansas City at Denver. They flex those games to Saturday. And then we have a Sunday night game we won't be talking about either. That's uh, that's the Raiders and the Chargers, obviously a big game. Kind of a essentially a win, a win and get in game unless something wacky happens with Jacksonville and Indy and like the Raiders, uh, the Raiders and Chargers can tie. There's been a lot of talk about that on Twitter. That's, I don't think that we're gonna have to worry about that. Um, I don't think we have to worry about Jacksonville winning any games, but uh, you never know. But uh, those are the games off the slate. But that makes that puts 13 games on the slate, seven early, six late. Uh, we got we got good chunks on both sides here. Um, how do you generally deal with week 18? Like we've got, we've got motivation. We've got guys sitting. The Bengals have already said they're going to sit uh, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow. We don't know about the receivers, but obviously their, uh, their stock goes way, way down. You know, Jamar Chase coming off his monster games. Uh, he's had, a, he's had a great season, set some records, but he, you know, if Joe Burrow's not going to play, you know, how much do you want to touch their receivers? Uh, the, the, the real, the real hard part is guys leaving games early. Like we've got teams like the Packers have clinched the one seed, but sound like they're playing guys. How long are they going to play them for? Um, you know, the bills win the AFC, uh, or the, sorry, the AFC East with a win, you know, if they get up 28 to three, do they yank everybody? So it's just like, how do you deal with like the teams? Like obviously with Cincinnati's easy, we know they're not playing like that's easy for us to kind of analyze and figure out. How do you deal with these in-between teams where like, if they do get ahead, this is a week where normally, you know, maybe they don't throw as much in the fourth quarter, but now, you know, Josh Allen may not play the whole fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, for the most part, I want to avoid all those situations. Um, as far as how I deal with the week overall, I think, I think I'm going to be less concerned with stacking games um, just because, well, for one, we don't have many high totals, but also we don't have many games where both teams are actually playing for something. So I'd rather just, I guess, stack teams that have motivation to play all fourth four quarters um, team teams that are going all out. Like as far as teams like the Packers, um, yeah, going to have no interest in Rodgers or Adams. I mean, regardless of what they say, you know, you can't see those guys playing past halftime. Right. Um, the Bills, yeah, that's a risky one too. You know, they they should handle the Jets. They need that game to win the division. But, you know, you, you can see, yeah, you can see them resting guys too. Yeah. So, but, that, but then the Jets score 14 points kind of randomly and Josh Allen's got to stay in longer. So it's a, it's, a weird, it's a weird little seesaw play of like, You've got to. This is a week where you really have to like project how the game's going to go. Um, in addition to figuring out, normally we always have to do that anyway. But like this is a big week for that because guys, you know, they just may, they just may bail early. Yeah, yeah, exactly what you said. I'm going to try to fo- focus on the spots where I'm most confident on and um, avoid the ones that have uncertainty. I guess um, yeah. I feel like I feel like there'll be a lot of there'll be more mistakes made this week uh, than most weeks. Um, and yeah, I think we can capitalize on, on that. So you mentioned, let's jump into the games. You mentioned the, uh, you mentioned the lot, not a lot of low totals. You, uh, you downplayed that there is a, there's, there's one game on the slate that's over 45. Like we've, it's a weird place in the NFL this year. Like I just, I never thought we'd get back to the point where like, you know, games in the mid fifties were considering high totals. It's what we had the last couple of years. Um, that game is Seattle at Arizona, depending on your book, it's 47 and a half. It's 48 somewhere in there. Um, there's no other games over 45. I'm going to talk about the games that are like 44-ish. Is, uh, you know, those are the new high totals this week. We've got uh, Green Bay at Detroit, Chicago at Minnesota, Indy at Jacksonville, San Francisco at L.A. Those are all like either 44, 44 and a half, right in that range. Um, I tell you what, this is a week where you've got to – like last week we talk, you talked about Seattle-Detroit. Like that was 42 but went to 80. Like you got to find you got to find some games. You, you are going to be scoring. It doesn't have to be as – like you said, a stack back and forth. But you got to find some teams you need to score some points this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, as far as games where both teams um, are playing for something, 
do we have anything besides, you know, I see the 49ers aren't in yet and the Rams, you know, the Rams, if they yeah. win, they can get the two seed. And if they lose, they can get the five seed. Yeah. Um, so that game seems pretty important for both teams. Um, other than that, I don't know. Is that the only one where both teams are really playing for something? It depends how much you want to squint because I think Ravens Steelers both need to win, but they both need to get help to get in. So it's not like a win and get in, but like, but they both need to win just in case other wackies. I think the Steelers are like two different things. Now. Like it's, they're both pretty long odds, but I, I would assume that both those teams at least play um, pretty hard the first three quarters and kind of you're see right. what's going on, on the scoreboard. But that it's, you're right. There's not a lot of games where like they're both winning in aside from obviously, you know, Raiders Chargers not on the slate, but there aren't a lot of games where like it's like it's a playoff game between the two teams. Like 49ers Rams kind of is because the Rams, you know, definitely want that home field for the first round. Yeah. That, that Steelers Ravens game, you're right. Could be interesting. I see uh, Steelers can still get in with a win and a Colts loss. Um, and the Ravens, the Ravens need a lot of help. They would yeah. need a, Chargers, Colts, and Dolphins all to lose. Uh, but, yeah, but you're yeah. right. I, I had it backwards. I thought the Steelers needed more help, but you're right. But I mean, like it's, it's funny because if they look up and the Colts are up twenty-eight nothing at halftime, like that suddenly is is not not as fun a spot too. It's also like that, you know, uh, Big Ben's last game, right? Yep. Um, so, you know, the Steelers should. Him and the Steelers should be playing uh, all game, regardless. That's a rivalry game too. Yeah. Uh, Steelers and the Ravens. So. You know, and at some level, like it's the NFL players, like competitiveness does take over. Like these guys want to win their last games. A lot of coaches that they, you know, maybe need to win their last game, maybe need to get over 500. Like there's a, there's a lot of other things. There's, a, there's the NFL teams want to win these games. And once you kind of blow the whistle and get going, you know, you're going to see pretty good effort from both sides. It's just those spots where like, if they look up at the scoreboard and they're obviously out of the playoffs, and everybody knows it. You just wonder how much they, you know, pull back that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so some of the other teams then, I guess, um, the Titans, the Titans need a win and they can clinch the number one seed and a buy. So, yeah, huge. uh, I mean, with only one buy, that that's huge. Yeah. Uh, really big game for the Titans. Um, as far as the NFC, yeah, we mentioned the Rams. The Rams have a lot to play for. The Bucks, the Bucks is an interesting one. Um, they, they clinch the division, they can finish as high as two, but or as low as four. So I'm not sure what the Bucks are going to do. That, that That's sort of a weird one. Yeah. Um, and the Cardinals, the Cardinals-Seahawks game, that the game with our, you know, quote-unquote high total, the, the, the 48 total that stands out. Um, yeah. The Cardinals still have a lot to play for, too. So I could see that that game with the Seahawks, you know, being a, a pretty popular target, especially considering what the, the Seahawks did last week and considering that the Cardinals looked a lot better too, uh, beating the Cowboys. So I think that that'll be a game people look to as well. Yeah. And that's one of those ones like you, you figure at least Vegas wise, the Niners Rams game should at least be close for a while. We talked about some of these other games, like they need them to lose, but it's, you know, it's Jaguars Colts, but you know, the card Cardinals look up the scoreboard and the Niners are, you know, the Niners Rams are tied at halftime. Like that's going to be a full game for them. So that's uh it's big to like, not only need to know what they know, but like how that other game goes. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of twists and turns this week, but uh, at least we don't have a ton of teams that are sitting guys. You know, we've got Cincinnati, um, you know, Green Bay's kind of clinched the one and can't do anything. They said they're going to play guys because they don't want to sit guys for three weeks because essentially they had the buy. If they sit someone now, it's, it's three weeks between games. But, you know, I don't think that uh, I don't think that I can trust uh, those guys to play the fourth quarters. But we do have some really low totals this week. Obviously, not surprising because there's not a lot of high totals. We've got uh, New England, Miami, 39 and a half. The Jets and Buffalo, 41. Carolina, Tampa, 41 and a half. 
Washington and the Jets, 38 and a half. Um, Pittsburgh, Baltimore's 42, so maybe not that bad there. And then Cincy and Cleveland with the guys sitting. Uh, Baker Mayfield's not playing for Cleveland. That's, that, that total's 38. Uh, three games under 40, I think, sets a new record for us. It's, uh, it's going to be a weird week of offense this week. Yeah, and three games under 40, a lot of games hovering, you know, right around 40, 41. Yeah. Uh, the one other one I see, Saints, uh, Saints-Falcons, that game only has a, a 40 total, but the Saints are also playing for a playoff spot still. If they win yeah. and the Niners lose, they're in, so. Um, let's let's not let's not put that scenario out in the world. Yeah, I don't know. We don't want the Niners to lose, but uh, yeah, the, the, the Saints have plenty of motivation this week, too, so that might be an okay spot to look at. Yeah, I actually like the, some of the Saints players this week. I think that's – I mean, Atlanta's just so bad, and that's a, that's, a, that's a pretty good spot, although you mentioned that the total's low, but a lot of that's because Atlanta can't do much right now. But, yeah, it's a it's an interesting week. I, I found myself – we always talk about, like, crossing off games, and then we end up talking about players. There's a couple games this week I just flat out crossed off. I just flipped through, and I'm like, oh, I don't really want anybody in this game. I just kind of moved on. Like, I think Cincy and Cleveland is one of those. Maybe one or two guys here and there. You know, maybe some 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 subs for Cincy that maybe are, are low price. But, like, that and New England and Miami were the two games I was like, oh, this is just kind of gross. Yeah, uh, I'd be okay with crossing both those games off. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati, Cleveland. Yeah, I, I don't even think I'd have any interest playing uh, even the backups. I mean, it, it's too hard to predict. Um, I, I mean, I so the defenses in that game might be okay. Yeah, that's true. That, that's true, too. Yeah, I, I'm an offensive player. But I, I, I always go game by game as I'm prepping for this. And I think Cincy Cleveland was the fastest I've done in games since we started doing this uh, at the start of the year. I think that was the I mean, game. I, I, I flipped through it. I'm like – all right, we're good. I'm glad you brought that up, though. Like like Nick Chubb, uh, for instance, you know, it might look like a, a good spot on paper, but that game against Pittsburgh uh, the other night was – and that was very weird. Uh, Chubb, Chubb was barely even in there. I think he he busted off like a 32-yard run yeah, like right first, away. Like and- first series, I was like, oh, here we go. It's going to be a good game. Teams have been owning Pittsburgh. And then all of a sudden, every time I looked up, Chubb wasn't in the game. It was, it was maddening. Yeah, so um, – yeah, they're, they, I mean, they're they have nothing awesome. to play for. Baker's not playing. Like, I don't know why they would bother giving him 28 carries. Like, it doesn't make sense. Right. But, you know, we see weird things in week 18, but that was a spot where I was like, I'm just, I'm, I, for the price, I, I'm, I'm a no, I, very, very rare. I don't say I'm playing Nick Chubb, but I, I want no part of Chubb this week. Yeah. And, you know, I want no part of um, any situation where that might happen. That's why this is a weird week. Like, it is. I know jumping around a little bit, but like, so, something that, uh, looks a bit similar to that, or at least could be, I was interested to get your take is um, Dalvin cook uh, and the Vikings. Uh, You know, you could him and Jefferson are in great spots. You know, they're, they're, they're decent, decent salaries too, but um, I'm just not convinced that these guys that are playing for teams with nothing to play for are going to be out there in the fourth quarter. Um, Could be wrong. You know, it could be just a complete smash spot all out, last game rack up the stats but i don't know there's there's a lot of risk to these teams uh that don't have anything to play for there are and weirdly like in games like that like i like the passing game there but a dalvin cook i'm kind of off it's just it's just wonder like you, you just wonder if you feed a running back like that when when there's nothing going on in the fourth quarter like maybe maybe they want to win maybe you know mike zimmer's kind of maybe fighting for his job i kind of think he's done anyway but you know maybe they play hard for him maybe they don't like him maybe they don't play hard for him i don't know that but uh I tend to like like that passing game. Like I like Cousins and Jefferson, and we'll talk about stacks a little bit later. But yeah, Cook at seventy eight hundred on DraftKings. I just, I mean, brutal last week, horrible against Green Bay. Lost a lot of teams. Uh, you know, they relied on him. Their season long championship. He was nine for thirteen. He had three catches mm-hmm. for zero yards. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you look at you look at Cook, he had that one huge game against Pittsburgh. We talk about Pittsburgh can't stop the run. That's his only game over 100 yards since week nine. So it's just like I think he's kind of he's been banged up a little bit. Um, that situation where like I could I wouldn't be shocked if he gets like 12 carries or something like that. No, yeah, I think you're right. Um, I just I wanted to bring it up because yeah, I was surprised to see. I was surprised actually. I see him with a pretty high projection uh, on on a few sites, and it surprised me. And I even see him see him uh, uh, with a pretty high uh, roster ship projection too. Obviously, it's early uh, Friday. That stuff changes, but yeah, uh, yeah it was surprising. And I, I, I'm more on your side where it's a situation I I want to avoid. I think. So let's talk about a couple of guys that we do think will, will be popular. I think it's, I think it, uh, you know, projections and roster is, is more spread out this week than, than most. We got a lot of games. We got a lot of different people are thinking different ways in these games, but um, looking at quarterback, is there a quarterback on the expensive side that can be popular? I mean, I think it's going to be Kyler Murray. I really, I, we talked a lot. I didn't, I haven't liked Kyler Murray a lot in the second half, but I really like Murray in the spot against the Seahawks, you know, got to win it, 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 assuming they're going to watch the Rams game, but Hasn't been huge lately, but looked pretty good last week. He looked better than he has in a while. He had 260 yards, two touchdowns. He ran the ball nine times, which is a good time. Like He went only 44 yards, but you'd like to see the fact he's running the ball out, coming off uh, that injury from a, a couple months ago. Um, should play to win at least early. Seattle is 27th in passing points uh, points per game against. You know, Even Colt McCoy smoked them the first time these teams played. I like that spot. Josh Allen is also up here. Tough for me to figure out how much you're going to play, but obviously the matchup against the Jets is really good. Yep. Um, I agree. Kyler, Kyler would be nine, my number one in this top range. Uh, it's nice to see him running the ball more. Uh, yeah, he, he just, he's looked better throwing the ball. Uh, he's looked quick running the ball. Uh, the Cardinals need to win. Cardinals look better. Yeah. And just none of these other options, like, you know, Rogers, we're not going to play him in the Packers. Burrow's out. Lamar's probably out. Don't really want to play Brady. Who knows what, you know, Tampa's going to do, um, Josh Allen. Yeah. He's playable. Uh, like you said, if the jets can score some points, um, Allen always has 40 fantasy points in him. Um, but you're going to need him playing into the fourth quarter. Most likely, uh, there's a really good chance that that game's over by the third quarter. Um, but you know, he's worth taking a shot on for tournaments if you want to do that. Um, I probably won't. I agree with you. Kyler is where I would go at the top. Um, other than that, I'm I'm off, not interested. Off, in the, off the top, do you think that Taysom Hill is the most popular guy, kind of the cheap range? He's 6,200. Um, you know, always, always, always that nice floor uh, with, the, with the rushing, a nice matchup here against Atlanta. Atlanta is you know, not stopping anybody. Um, 17 for 28, 222 in a touchdown last week. So threw the ball decently well. Uh, didn't score on the ground, but it was 12 or 45. So still kind of had the rush yards. Um, as I look at like projections and roster ship uh, guesses and all that, it seemed like Hill at 6,200 on DraftKings was, it was a pretty popular play this week. Yeah. Seems like it to me too. Um, just makes sense. It's a really good spot against Atlanta uh, saints, you know, win and they can still get in the playoffs. Um, so yeah, I think Taysom will be popular both in cash games and tournaments. Um, I think for $500 cheaper, uh, Tyler Huntley, uh, will also be decently popular, yeah. uh, pre- pretty good matchup at home against Pittsburgh. And he's, you know, he's a similar, at least fr- from a fantasy perspective, similar to what Taysom does. He's running a yeah. lot, uh, making plays with both his feet and, or with his feet and his, his arm. Um, so yeah, I think people will go to, 
Taysom and Huntley mostly in that cheap range, at least for cash games. Uh, tournaments, I don't know. Those guys will be popular too, but you can, there's a lot of guys to take a chance on, I guess. Yeah, and we'll talk about some stacks and stuff. If Jimmy Garoppolo does not play, do you think Trey Lance joins the, uh, you know, uh, Hill, Huntley kind of playing that range, running quarterback range? Or do you think the matchup against the Rams, uh, you scare people off a little bit? Yeah, I think if we didn't have those other guys, Lance would be relatively popular again. Um, and he was, I mean, he was a, he but, was a, a questionable holding call away from three touchdowns last week. We had two passing, uh, one rushing. It was really scary in the first half. They didn't score in the first, they didn't score a touchdown in the first half, but um, got it going in the second half. You kind of see, you could, you could see the, uh, you could see the upside kind of uh, bubbling the surface there. I think Garoppolo is actually going to play. So it might, might be a moot point, but um, if he doesn't, uh, I, I think it's uh, in a game that could be a little back and forth. Um, I think uh, he'd be right there for me with those guys too. I think he'd be right there with for me too. Yeah, you know, I heard multiple people complaining, you know, that the the people that rostered Lance got bailed out. You know, we got so lucky with those fourth quarter touchdowns. And all I was thinking was, I mean, y- you guys got lucky that he didn't yeah. get that rushing touchdown. And I they had, mean, they had, se- they had seven point, they had seven yards per play for the whole game. Like they didn't score the first half, but it, they scored three. But like they right. didn't score any touchdowns. But they were moving the ball. It's just like they they made some mistakes. They got some penalties. He made it. He made a bad throw. Like whatever it is. But like, um, yeah, the game could have been a lot bigger. You mentioned you, you're right. The, the the rushing touchdown suddenly it's a three touchdown game. People are like, oh my god, that was the easiest uh, you know chalk ever. But right, uh, yeah, right. I wouldn't. So, I, he had the late touchdown, the the, the long touchdown of Debo in the fourth quarter, but. Um, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't call that. I, I kind of think he landed probably where he was probably supposed to. Yeah, me too. But uh, back to your point, I'm with you. I, you know, if Jimmy doesn't start, it's a spot where San Fran needs the game. And yeah, I don't think Lance would be nearly as popular as those other guys. I'd be willing to to go there. Um, I, I, I might just- need. I might need Jimmy to be inactive. Like if he was like active, but they were thinking about it. If Trey starts badly, maybe they bring him in. I would concern me a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, if Jimmy's like not playing and the the, the thumb, uh, the hand stuff uh, is not going to work, um, then I, I think Lance becomes very playable. Yeah, and uh, the the Niners just just smoked the Rams uh, last game, and they've won five in a row. They they have owned them. I think that uh, I think the Rams are going to come out really pissed off. This is going to be I think it's going to be tough. We'll talk about that game in a second. We've got a lot of uh, the Niners have a lot of guys that are out on COVID right now. We don't know if they're going to clear in the secondary, but. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I think the Rams. Uh, I think the Rams are pretty tired about hearing how the how uh, how Shanahan owns McVay. I think it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough one. Uh, what about running back in popularity? I mean, the guy that jumps off the page in a huge way this week is Jonathan Taylor, ninety three hundred. So he's very expensive. He's priced like the stud he is, but playing Jacksonville in a game the Colts have to win. He has twenty plus touches in every game the last eight weeks. He was twenty for one hundred eight uh, last week against the against the Raiders. Twenty one for one hundred sixteen against the same Jags team in Week Ten. Great matchup, great game script. They should feed him. It matter of you know if they do get up, they'll at some point they'll sit him. But uh, the spot is pretty darn good for Jonathan Taylor. So I imagine a lot of people are going to start their lineups with him. Yeah, and rightfully so. Me, me too. Probably. I, I want, I want as much Taylor exposure as I can get this week. It feels, it's just it's such a good spot. It feels like you guaranteed for at least a hundred yards and at least one score, you know, with upside for, you know, he, okay. He's 266 yards away <laughs> from 2000. I figured you were um, going there. That's, you know, that's a tall order, but uh, three touchdowns is, is 
in the cards here uh, in such a good matchup with, with the Colts needing to win. So yeah, 9,300 is a big price tag, but I'm going to try to roster Taylor for sure. Yeah. We always say if they're up 31, nothing, maybe they'll set him, but if they're up 31, nothing, he probably has, uh, has done some eating himself. So it's probably, mm-hmm. uh, if they're way up, it's probably a good, a good amount of him involved. So yeah, I think he's going to be uh, a lot of like cornerstones for lineups, even at the, even at the price. The other guy who I think will be popular off the huge Monday night game is Najee Harris. He's a bit underpriced week at 7,200 because that he went off on Monday night and that is not factored in. The pricing was already out. Um, he was 28 for a buck 88 and a touchdown. He finally looked like the guy that like we expected coming out from Alabama. Um, I thought it was the best he looked, at least from an eye test. Obviously, the yards were huge, the line was huge, but he was breaking tackles. Um, he looked really good. Uh, last six weeks have been really up and down. He's been over 90 yards three times, under 25 twice. So like some really stinker games in there. Uh, but he leads the NFL in touches. Uh, Deontay Johnson, I believe, is confirmed out. So we've got uh, – last time Deontay didn't play, Najee got 19 targets. So we've got the we got the pass game in there too. Um, do you think Najee's going to be pretty popular at 7,200? Yeah, I do. Um you know, so I wanted to just fade. So I, I wanted to just fade him. Um, okay. Because, because, well, first of all, his game last week against Cleveland quit. Um, I mean, it, it was kind of a joke watching that game to me. I mean, the Steelers line is still not good and the yep. Ravens have a good run defense. Um, it's still tough to run against the Ravens. Now I say I want to fade him, but uh, Deontay Johnson being out definitely adds some receiving upside for Harris. Um, and 7,200 is a pretty good salary. So yeah, I can, I can get behind it. Um, but I am worried about the rushing. Like, I don't think it's a great spot for rushing, but he, like you mentioned, I don't know how many targets last game with Deontay. Oh, did you say 19 or something? I said 19. Uh, I, yeah, I think that's right. I can go look it up. I, think I, that's I believe right. it was 19. Yeah. yeah. 19. I mean, if he's going to see 10 plus targets, I mean, he's, he's a great play. Um, yeah. And in no way I'm, gonna, I'm saying he's going to see 19, but like Ben doesn't right. throw the ball more than five yards, no matter who's out there. So it's just like, right. if, if Deontay is a security blanket, it's not there. Like, I don't know. You could see eight to 10 targets pretty easily in this game. Yeah, I, I, I can too. So I definitely understand that play. Now I'm kind of hoping in Ben's last game that he might try to air it out a little bit more. There's, you know, there's some receivers on Pittsburgh that we'll get to, which is another reason why I, I kind of want to just avoid Harris and maybe hope the receivers can do it. But uh, yeah, Harris makes a lot of sense too. I think receivers pretty wide open this week. Uh, we'll kind of save a lot of those when we're talking about tournaments and stacks, but uh, I mean, Cooper Cup is 9,700, and I mean, it's just unbelievable how much he delivers every single week. Uh, he only had seven targets last week, but it turned that into six catches for 95 yards and a touchdown. He's only had uh, he's only had under double digits once all year. Before that, it was nine targets in, in midseason. He needs that. You're talking about records and milestones. He needs 12 catches for the all-time single-season record. I fully understand they played an extra game. Don't at me on that one. I, I get that there's maybe some asterisks there, but it's still a record. He needs 136 yards for the all-time single-season receiving record. Got to think – um, you know, they're going to, they need to win this game. So they're going to run their game plan, but that's going to be a lot of Cooper Cup. But if they get to the point where they're up, maybe they try and get him that record. He's good every week. The Niners secondary is absolutely devastated by COVID right now. I don't know if guys are going to clear. There's uh, I mean, Amory Thomas. There's uh, Jimmy Ward. Uh, uh, there's two other names in there and it's blank at the moment, but uh, Lenore, their, uh, their rookie is out too. But uh, if, if all those guys clear, then we're kind of okay. If Emmanuel Mosley, who's been hurt all year plays, maybe a little different, but the Niners secondary is bad as it was, and now kind of devastated by by these they get guys potentially missing the game. 
Um, Cup is 9,700. It's really hard to play him and Taylor, so maybe that keeps it down a little bit. But um, do you find yourself wanting to kind of force Cup into the lineups this week, or are you going to go uh, lower down in receiver? Yeah, I do want to force Cup into some lineups. Everything you said, um, it's a great spot against that banged-up Niners secondary, and you feel like Cup's going to go for this record, both yeah. those records. Uh, they've been talking about it publicly um and yeah 12 catches for 136 yards that's that's 28 fantasy points right there even if he doesn't score a touchdown uh <laughs> yeah. 9700 it's the most expensive we've seen any position player all season um i'm kind of hoping that that keeps some people off of him um because i definitely want a roster cup yeah it seems like you know on a week where there's not many uh you know, sure spots or spots you can be super confident in. Uh, Cup is one of them, and he could have a huge game uh, in this spot and going for those records. It just, it all lines up. Plenty of motivation for the Rams. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely want Cup. I can't can't argue with any of that, and obviously, uh, you know, I, I receivers against the Niners have been a spot that I like, but I, I think the fact that Taylor's there at that price maybe keeps maybe keeps both of them down a little bit. If it was just one of them, one of them was off the slate, I think everybody would have them. I think people have to split those a little bit. There will be some lineups to try to force both in, but I think most of them will kind of build with one of those two. Yep, I think you're right. Uh, let's get into some tournaments and, and stacking talk, uh, but first a note from our sponsors at WinBet. There's one thing we appreciate here at Rotowire. It's making good decisions, and even more so making the right decision. Listen up. I have an incredible offer for you with Rotowire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for Rotowire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, moneyline bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more all at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette, double down on blackjack, slam the slots, try a hit it back around. WinBet's currently available in seven states. We have a state added since we read last week. Uh, Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, all while rapidly expanding. And WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to, up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So before we get into passing stacks, uh, Ryan, I want to do a quick little segment here. I want to talk about, uh, we'll call it Week 18 Heroes. And Week 18 is always an interesting week in the NFL. We've always got some guys who kind of step up out of nowhere, win weeks for people. Usually it's uh, people in season-long leagues are like, oh, my God, I had that guy all year. He didn't do anything, uh, and then now he went huge. I think last year was Alvin Kamara. had like three or four touches. Maybe that might have been Week 17, but I remember I was in the Scott Fishbowl, and I had Kamara, and I would have won it, if, but Kamara, I was out a week early. I was in the f- second, like the semifinals, and then Kamara had well, it was four or five touchdowns that second week. But there's always guys late in the year that go off. Uh, I want to talk about a couple guys. It can be off-the-radar guys. It can be guys that studs that – Kind of haven't stepped up all year, but who are? Why don't you a couple guys each? Um, guys you think are going to be like league winning, uh, tournament winning picks this week that maybe uh, maybe a little bit off the radar. Okay, sure. Um, try to name a couple guys at a couple different positions. Um, so let's start on the Steelers since we were just there. Uh, Deontay Johnson being out frees up you know 13, 14, 15 targets uh, for some of these receivers. It's Big Ben's last game. He's already throwing the ball 40 times. Uh, this guy, Chase Claypool, 5,100. It's the like cheapest it. he's been all season uh, on a Sunday slate. I mean, we've seen him priced over 6K for most of the season. He hasn't really done much. Uh, this is a spot where he should see 10-plus targets, you'd think. Uh, maybe Ben takes some deep shots, maybe some more chances with it being his last game. Uh, Claypool could definitely catch a long touchdown here. Um, staying on the Steelers, uh, Ray Ray McLeod is only 3,800. Um, he probably, you know, he's seen 10 targets and eight targets with Deontay Johnson active the last two weeks. Um, I could see him sort of stepping into the role of Ben's favorite receiver. Uh, he's really cheap, uh, for that role. So uh, I could see him going off, uh, moving over to running back. Um, the Titans need to win to secure the bye and the number one seed. Uh, Derrick Henry is um, getting closer to healthy and ready for the playoffs, so I think it makes all the sense in the world for them to just pound Deontay Foreman here. Uh, could see, you know, he had 26 carries last week for 132 yards. Uh, he looked really good. Could see 30 carries uh, in this spot against the Texans. Um, it's a really nice spot for him. Um, similar spot for Devin Singletary. Um, not a guy that, uh, I, or most people have loved rostering. Um, but you give me any running back in the NFL, uh, for 6,000 in a matchup against the jets and tell me he's going to see 20 plus touches. I, you know, really don't care what his name is. Uh, that's a pretty good spot. Uh, could have a huge game. Um, and then a tight end. Um, so the Buccaneers aren't, you know, people are pretty much off the Bucks in this spot. It's tough to really know what they're going to do. However, I think uh, taking a chance on Gronkowski could pay off um, because he's got a couple of big incentives. Um, he needs seven catches 
for a half a million dollar bonus and he needs 85 yards for a half a million dollar bonus. Uh, so, so that's a million bucks. And you figure he knows this. Brady knows this. Um, they don't have Godwin anymore. There's no Antonio Brown anymore. Um, it lines up for Gronk to have a big game if if they're going to play. Um, you know, it's tough to know if they'll be out there all game, but it might be worth taking a shot on. Um, and then I guess I'll stick in that game. Just one other guy. I know I'm naming a lot of guys here, but <laughs> if, <laughs> if the Bucks maybe do rest Evans and Gronk a little bit, uh, Cyril Grayson stepped yep. into the, uh, Godwin Antonio Brown role. Uh, he caught six balls for 81 yards last week. He could see similar volume this week. Uh, he's a speedster. He's got some big playability. You got Tom Brady as your quarterback, and he's only 4,400. So uh, he could do it too. Um, I hope I left you a few guys to name. <laughs> I sort of rattled off a lot of guys, but no, um, that's that's good. Those are all those are all names that like guys that we don't really normally think about. I mean, I, I like a lot of those plays. You actually stole my running back. It was going to be Dante Foreman for me too. He's 5,700 against Houston. And just to build on that. You mentioned the game last week. I mean, Houston is 32nd in the NFL in yards per carry, giving up at 4.9. They're 31st in rushing points against. Um, you know, he's a guy that you do need the good game script. Like if they get behind for some reason or it's a close game, maybe not as much. But if they get ahead, I think you're right. I think they feed the heck out of Foreman. I love this game for him. 5,700 is really a workable price. Uh, great matchup, great game script. As long as they get ahead, um, I think you're going to see a lot of Dante Foreman. I think he's a guy that, you know, could be, you know, a buck 20 and two touchdown kind of thing. Um, so you stole a couple of my names. I'm going to stick with a couple other receivers, guys that I think are really going to step up this week. The first is a guy who's way off the radar right now, has not been, has not stepped up, was a second or third round pick earlier, is Terry McLaurin in Washington. He's 6,200 for the price. That is an insane talent. I know it's been bad. Last week he did have eight targets, though, seven for 61. Uh, hasn't had 100 yards or a touchdown since week 11, struggling, but this matchup against the Giants, I like this. He was uh, he had a, a buck 07 and a touchdown against them in week two. Um, I think, you know what, Taylor Heineck, he's kind of weirdly playing for not only a job next year, but maybe like to get some tape and show some stuff for other teams. I like that. I think he's going to come out throwing. This is a big game for him personally. He's kind of on that edge right now, what they want to do with him. And, I, you know, I think the teams are still a little suspect on him. So I think a big game for Heineke might actually mean something for him going into the offseason. So I really like players with motivation like that. I think he's going to chuck it a few times. McLaurin. He's going to hit on one of those big plays. And I think McLaurin could have a really big game. My other guy in this range, uh, a little bit lower at 5,000. I think a lot of people are going to be agree with you on Claypool. I think he's going to be pretty popular with Deontay Johnson out. Um, I really like Marquez Callaway this week against uh, against Atlanta. We talked about Taysom Hill earlier. Um, Callaway was really strong last week. Taysom Hill doesn't throw ball a ton, but he had 10 targets last week, 6 for 97. He now has 24 targets the last three weeks. So the guy that earlier in the year, everybody loved Marquez Callaway. He's like the breakout guy. He had a really big preseason to make some big plays. Um, has not worked out, did not work out for people, but uh, 95 yards in two of his last three games. Um, he has 30% of New Orleans passing targets last month. So, like, he is the guy right now. Um, they, you know, they have Traquan Smith, they have Alvin Kamara. But, like, when they drop back to pass, it seems like Taysom Hill likes to go to Marquez Callaway. So, I really like this is a spot that I think he go he go over 100 yards. He could score. Um, I don't think he'd be all that popular. I don't think people really want to attack the New Orleans passing game. So, McLaurin, Callaway, I agree with you on Foreman. Those are, those are my Week 18 heroes. Yeah, I, I really like both those calls, actually, at receiver. And those are guys that uh, – aren't going to be nearly as popular as, as Claypool or, or some of the other guys we'll talk about. Definitely guys uh, that can win you a tournament. 
So let, let's talk about some stacks. Uh, what uh, in terms of like you know like the, I'm going to go this my is my main stack. What are you doing in terms of a quarterback receiver stack? Who are you looking to like really kind of focus and get your core going with? Mm, that's a good question. So the games that I'm most you know the only two games that like I really want to stack. I don't know. You know, it's tough. I don't really want to stack games other than you know kyler uh arizona and seattle or yep. maybe uh the rams and san fran uh it's funny, both funny those, those those the exact two that i have here too so you know and the reason i'm kind of hesitant is because you know so i don't really want to roster stafford um but you know you can i i i get it um you know that san san fran's secondary is really banged up and pairing him with cup makes sense, but I'm not sure, you know, who you run it back with. I guess, you know, my point is I'm not really focused so much on stacks. If I'm going to be rostering a QB like Taysom Hill or Tyler Huntley, or maybe Trey Lance, if he goes, or even Kyler Murray, you know, these are all running quarterbacks who, you know, I'm not necessarily worried about stacking them up or running it back. Um, I'm more so just want to stack teams and players that have motivation. So let me, let me throw it back to you, Scott, and you give a better answer about, about uh, game stacks that, that look good to you. Yeah, I mean, mine is mine is Arizona. It's not it's it's chalky, but I, I love Kyler this week, and I've been someone who has not liked Kyler a lot uh, the second half of the year. But uh, I really like him with Christian Kirk. Uh, Kyler seventy four hundred, Kirk is six thousand. Uh, Kirk has kind of you know stepped up as that guy with with DeAndre Hopkins out six for ninety seven on nine targets last week. He's averaging over eight targets a game over the last six games. So like he's getting the ball a ton. A talented guy uh, hasn't had a lot of upside with those targets though. He has no hundred yard game since week three. Uh, he has one touchdown since week eight, but I, I like this spot. They're going to have to, they're going to have to score a little bit. I think Seattle, you know, has shown last week they're going to, their offense is back a little bit and they're, they got to win this game and Seattle's pass offense is bad. So I do like this spot a lot for Kyler and Kirk. Um, I think, I think that Antoine, uh, Antoine Wesley is also interesting too. He's 4,100. Uh, the other wide receiver for Arizona, he scored twice uh, la- in the last two weeks. He's had a, he's had a touchdown game and a two touching him. Not a lot of yards, but you look at the snaps, uh, 64, 50, and 43 last week. He's playing a lot, 16 targets the last three weeks. Uh, just the price tag there. He's 4,100. I think a lot of people, you know, Ray Ray McLeod, you mentioned earlier, he'd probably be popular at 3,800. Some other guys are cheap. But if you wanted to stack Murray with someone cheaper than Kirk, I think Wesley works at 4,100. And then, uh, you know, coming back, you can go with, uh, I like Lockett a lot this week more than Metcalf, just the way the Arizona guards, they're better on the outside than they are against slot receivers. So, you know, Metcalf had three touchdown game last week. You know, maybe just jump back the other way. I like Lockett at 6,400. So I think he's an easy, an easy comeback there. The Rams are tough. Like you mentioned, like it looks easy. You're like, well, the Niners can't guard anybody. Um, you know, they're, they're all out with COVID right now. We'll see if they come back. But Stafford has been rough. Like Stafford's thrown a lot of pick sixes. He just hasn't looked comfortable. Uh, the Niners played the wet Rams really well this earlier this year. Uh, Stafford had one touchdown and two picks. But like I just I, I think that McVeigh's got to be like we're gonna we got to attack these on the outside. I think the coaches don't attack the Niners uh, cornerbacks on the outside enough. Like you watch the the Cincinnati game you and I talked about. Like in the fourth quarter when Cincy was down, like Burrow and Chase just went nuts because they they was so easy. But they didn't do it the first three quarters. I have to think the McVeigh attacks early. I think you could stack Stafford with uh, with with Cup. You can afford it, but I think you go Beckham too. Beckham's fifty eight hundred. 
I, I think he's a, in a good matchup here where like Cup's going to be in the middle. Beckham's on the outside level, but I don't think they can cover him. He's 4,000 cheaper than Cup. Um, he has a touchdown at five his last six games. He hasn't done a lot of yardage work. He, he hasn't topped 85 yards all, all, all year, but you know, 15 targets last week. Van Jefferson played a little bit less last week. Maybe that, uh, maybe they're really seeing Beckham as clearly the two where they're kind of two A and two B. So I think Beckham's workable at 5,800. And I just don't know if the Niners can cover him right now. Yeah, I agree with all that. I just wanted to jump quickly back to Arizona. Um, I like Kirk like you do. I, I, I feel like he's been a little bit unlucky uh, not to have a bigger game. Uh, Kyler's target him on it on a couple deep balls. Um, yeah. but Ertz, uh, tight end, uh, yeah. he looks like, you know, one of the better tight ends on the slate. Uh, he's, you know, nine targets, 13 targets, 11 targets. Um, and still like an affordable price. And then AJ green is like an interesting one. He's a guy that has, uh, Seven seventy-five yards away from uh, a two hundred and fifty k bonus. Oh wow! Um, All right, nice. so, well, that's something. I mean, don't love rostering AJ Green, but he's caught. Um, he's caught a deep ball in just about all these games recently. 42 yarder, 33 yarder, 36 yarder, 31 yarder. So, I mean, there's big play upside there. I uh, just wanted to throw that out there, but I agree. Like this Wesley guy, uh, he, he looked pretty good last week and he's he been did. seeking targets. No, I agree with you on Ertz. He's probably my, yeah, I have him bolded when we talk about tight ends. I should have thrown him in the stack there too. I think that's, uh, he's just seen a ton of targets and, you know, maybe they're not deep targets, but you, you, in PPR, you know, like DraftKings is, you get a bunch of targets. That, that, that'll that really, uh, that'll really work nicely. Last one I want to talk about, we mentioned a little bit earlier about Minnesota. I do kind of like, if you want to be a little sneakier, I think that Cousins and Jefferson works well. Um, the, the Bears are 25th uh, in uh, yards per attempt. They're dead last in touchdown rate to quarterbacks. So this is a pretty good matchup. You know, Cousins had multiple touchdowns in seven straight weeks before week 16. In week 16, he even had 315 and a touchdown. So he's been pretty decent. Like, he hasn't hurt you. He's been a pretty good floor. I get he didn't play last week. There's a lot of controversy about that. Um, my only concern here is he was so bad against Chicago a few weeks ago. He had 87 yards passing. It was a weird game. It was a Monday night game. It was a strange game. But um, I think I think that it's a workable combo here. Jefferson's 8,100. I think with Cup, they are so expensive. I don't think a lot of people are going to have Jefferson. Um, but, he, you know, he had 11 targets last week, even without Kirk Cousins. It was, it was, they were not great targets. There was an ugly game uh, with uh, with Sean Mannion. But uh, double-digit targets last five weeks, seven of the last eight. Um, he had 10 targets against the Bears last game. He only had 47 yards. But I, I think he's a spot, like, I don't think that's going to be popular at all. I think you've got to get away with that stack, and maybe, especially in a tournament. I wouldn't play that in a cash game, but in a tournament, I think Cousins-Jefferson is kind of a fun way to go. Yeah, I can definitely get behind that one. Um 8100 seems actually like a really good price for Jefferson if if the Vikings are going to you know be all out uh, if they're those guys are playing into the fourth quarter which I'd assume they will you know I, 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 I saw some stuff about um this is still sort of an audition for Cousins and yeah that 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 Monday night game against the Bears sticks out in my mind too it does uh, that's that's a bit worrying but on the Bears side like you can run it back with some guys too. Like Comet uh, projects as one of the better cheap tight ends. Uh, Allen Robinson's back now. He's only 4K. He had six targets last week. Um, Allen Robinson you know, should be 4K, by the way. Ugh. Yeah. What, okay. a, what, a, what, what a season, though, from a guy that was like a, a, like a second, third round draft pick. What a, one of the bigger busts this year. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I guess that I'm more, um, I guess I feel a little bit better 
about rostering him or Bears pass catchers uh, with Andy Dalton. Uh, he he certainly fits that. Oh, he screwed me all year, and here's the to the two touchdown week eighteen game though. That's 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 a nice play. I like it. You can at least like see him completing, you know, twenty five passes or so, yeah. and, and they, they got to go to somebody. Um, and with the exception of Jefferson, everyone's cheap in that game. Well, I guess also if you want to run it back uh, on Chicago, you can uh, play David Montgomery, who projects as one of the better running backs. So yeah, that I, I like that game for stacking. I'm definitely going to consider that one. Yeah, me too. Also, uh, let's let's talk about some running backs and receivers. The first and from our sponsors at HOFR. This episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Cast is brought to you by HOFR, Daily Fantasy Sports Redefined. No confusing salary caps, no annoying player drafts, just simple multiple choice questions on the slate, on the stats you know and the slate you know and the players you love. That's right. The majority of HOFR contests focus on single sporting events and only feature questions about popular players and recognizable stats, allowing users to make their picks confidently and quickly. Plus, you can never play against the house or versus those fantasy sharks. The playing field is level for even the most even the even the most amateur user to find him or him or herself landing in the money. Unlike those other apps where an incorrect answer can end your night, on HOFR, incorrect answers never eliminate you from the competition. I played the other night, the questions were as simple as how many touchdowns will Tom Brady throw? And which player will have the most rushing yards? So make your NFL Sunday picks with confidence and ease on HOFR. So do not wait another second. Download HOFR. That's HOFR from the Apple App Store or Google Play Store right now. HOFR, everything the fantasy sports world has been waiting for. So let's talk about some like kind of mid-range running backs. We talked a lot about receivers and stacks and popular guys and all that. Um, in the mid-range, there's a lot of guys in this range. Uh, Rashad Penny last week went crazy again. That's three out of four weeks that have been huge. I think he'll be fairly popular. He's 6,500 um, going against Arizona. We talked about the Seattle-Arizona game is one that, uh, you know, the only one that has a total over 45. So I think he's interesting. You mentioned David Montgomery. He's 6,800. Uh, Damian Harris or Ramondre Stevenson, like the New England running back is kind of like one spot here. Damian Harris lit in practice the last couple of days. Like if Stevenson was the guy at 5,900, I think that's workable. Um, I think they both play. It becomes tough. Harris had two touchdowns last week, but only nine carries. Hard to kind of go on that uh, on that count. Before we get down to the five thousands, who do you like here in this uh, in this kind of six thousand? I think I think in the Rams Niners game, Sony Michelle and Eli Mitchell are both exactly six thousand. Those are plays. Like, there's a lot of guys in this range. I think are pretty playable. Yeah, me too. Um, Sony Michelle, I I don't want to. Okay, um, it worries me that Cam Akers is back. Yeah, um, that's true. So Good point. There's like there's been some positive talk too, like McVeigh. You know, said he looks great. Um, you know, it's unclear how much he's going to be involved, but it seems like he's going to play some. So I'm going to be off Sony Michelle for that reason. Um, I briefly mentioned Devin Singletary before. Yeah. Um, I do like Singletary. You know, this spot against the Jets is just one we've tried to target uh, most weeks. So um, I have interest in Singletary. Um, and then, yeah, the Patriots – if if there if Harris was out would really like uh, Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, he's um, fifty nine hundred. That that I mean that's I think a lot of people go to that if Harris is out. I think he 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 looks really good when he plays. Yeah, I yeah he does he does look really good. And it, this the New England running game is like it's great. You want a piece of it, but it's you don't want to do it when all their guys are healthy. Um, and then how, how do you feel? How do you feel about Rashad Penny? I mean, that's three out of four games. Not only good, over 135 yards. And the last week was was monsters. 25 for 170 and two touchdowns against Grant. It's Detroit, but like I mean, this is a guy three out of four games has been huge. 
Yeah, and that's it, just such a sore spot for me. I'm still kicking myself from last week. I, I ruined so many of my good lineups in the afternoon slate last week by rostering Swift over Penny for the same salary oh, and yeah. rostering whoever else over Penny. So, yeah, um, I, I get it. He looked really good. Um I can see going back to Penny. Like I just, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be the greatest game script if they go down to uh, Arizona. That's fair. Um, but I get it. Um, but it's t- it'll, it'll probably be tough for me to get there. But I, I don't know. What do you think? Are you, do do you like Penny again this week? Man, he sure passes the eye test right now. He like actually looks really good. I, I think the game script thing you mentioned is is an important point. They are I think they're six and a half point underdogs to Arizona, um, so that matters. I mean, the, it, Seattle's a team that if they if they have the lead, they just run the heck out of the ball. They do anyway, but like if they're down the second half, yeah, I think they let uh, they let Russ go throw the ball to, to Metcalf and, and lock it. But yeah, yeah, Elijah Mitchell's the guy that is a little bit tough for me. He's six thousand. Um, came back off the injury last week and boom, 21 carries, two catches. Like they just used him. Everybody's like, oh, they're not going to, they're not going to really feed him. And every time he's healthy, which has not been often, they, they do feed him. Like he's the, he's the guy. And you, I watch the team a lot. They are a different offense when, when Mitchell's in there compared to Jeff Wilson or Jamichael Hasty or whoever else it may be. You know, Trey Sermon hasn't played in forever, but uh, he definitely has a, as a, as a, as a, as a boost in the sparks of that offense that the other guys don't have. They used him at the backfield for a touchdown passing this week. Really nice play drawn up for Lance to get him the ball. Um, the Rams are good versus the run though. They're 3.7 yards per carry. When they played last time, Mitchell had 27 carries only 91 yards. Like that's still, you know, good yardage, but didn't score. But like, that's obviously a bad yards per carry. Uh, the Rams are, Rams are tough that way for me. It's just I think I need if, if Lance played I think I'm a little more interested I think I like that aspect of you know them having to like at least keep a spy on Lance and kind of opens things up for Mitchell. If Garoppolo plays I think they'll feed Mitchell a lot but I just I worry a lot about the, the Rams kind of stacking the box and making Jimmy kind of try to beat them with with the pass. So um, I think I'm a little more interested in him uh, with Lance than without Lance. Uh, what about under six thousand? We talked a lot about Dante Foreman at fifty seven hundred. I think we both like him a lot in this spot. Who else do you like in the uh, in the five thousand? There's like Samaje P. Ryan's playing for Cincy, but like I think that offense is gonna be a mess. Um, is there who else do you like uh, running back wise? Kind of maybe guys that maybe are getting a shot that uh, that don't normally get one. Um, yeah, so I've seen people talking about Samaje P. Ryan. Um, we mentioned at the start. That might be a game to just stay away from. Uh, it's tough. To, it's tough to be too confident. Like, like I think it'd be a mistake to just assume that Samaji P. Ryan uh, steps into the Joe Mixon role. Yeah. I can't see that. They're gonna use all their running backs. I would assume. Um, yeah, this range is tough. Um, I'll mention this guy. It's really really crazy to mention Rex Burkhead at 5,200. Hey, he's getting volume. Yeah. Six targets last week, even two. Um, and he's got a couple incentives in play. Uh, he 103 total yards away from a bonus. Um, he's going to reach a playing time bonus too. If he sees like 30 some percent of the snaps, I mean, don't have to worry about that. He'll, he will see that. Um, so, but I could see going to Burkhead. I mean, he's getting all the usage there. And if, He's going to catch passes too. Uh, that looks decent. I don't know. I, I I'll let you tell me about a cheap guy. I just sorry. I was just looking looking back and considering Penny. Um, you know, he absolutely smashed Detroit last week. But you know, this was the Lions at home. The week before against Chicago, he benefited 
big time from the weather and the snow. Um, and his other good game was against the Texans, who I think you earlier mentioned have the 32nd ranked uh, run defense or defensive line or whatever it was. So basically, he is, he is cru- he's crushed some bad matchups, some good, really good yeah. matchups. Yeah, it's, no, very, not, it's, very, it's a good point. So I'm not saying like this is, so, yeah, I'm not saying, you know, don't play him or whatever, but just at least consider consider the spots uh, that he's succeeded in and now uh, a salary increase at Arizona in a game that they probably won't be controlling. I mean, I was reading some stat about the, the Seahawks have run considerably fewer plays than like all their opponents. And um, I'd assume Arizona, you know, controls the game for the most part, but you know, if, if no, I think that's, gets up, and he's a really good point too, because he's, he's, his price is up, but he's still going to be popular in three out of four really games I mentioned, but like finding guys that are going to be popular that you have a really good reason to not play. I mean, that's, that's a big part of doing this and picking the right lineups. That's a, it's a really good point on who he's, who he's played and who he's beaten and how the games have worked out. It's a, it's a, it's some good stuff there. Okay. So um, tell me, give me, give me a couple cheap guys, Scott, or, or one cheap guy that, that you like in that 5k range or even cheaper. Yeah, I, don't know. I think if James Conner sits that, you know, uh, Chase Edmonds in this game is interesting and he's 5,800, but uh, you know, it's just, the, it's the targets. Like if he, if Conner doesn't play, they just throw the ball to him a lot. He has 15 targets the last two weeks. He had six again last week. He was only 1853 running it. He was five for 29 on targets, but like Seattle's defense, they're better against the run. They're 3.7 yards per carry against the run. So they're pretty good against the run, struggling against the pass. But I think Edmonds just be so heavily involved and getting touches that I, I, in a game that's the highest toll in the game, if I can get a running back under 6,000, if Connor does, I, I, I would need Connor not to play. And he's, he was limited again. Um, I think going to Edmonds uh, makes a lot of sense in a game that Arizona's got to win. Below that, I think it's tough. I think there's enough guys in the low sixes that I don't really need to dump, jump down. If, uh, if you want to go with Keyshawn Vaughn, he's 5,300 for Tampa. Like, he's going to play a bunch. You know, it sounds like Ronald Jones is not going to play. Obviously, Leonard Fournette is out. But, like, I just don't trust the situation very much. Uh, Dare Agunbawale, you just wanted me to say his name. He scored last week. Um, didn't do a lot because Jacksonville got smoked. But he had a late uh, he had a, a kind of a, a screen patch in garbage time that kind of saved people who played him. He's 5,200 against Indy. Another game where they should be down. It's hard to see them really running the ball. But, like, he, he's in. He's got the volume. Um I don't love the range down here, you know, for a, for a situation where we usually get week 18, like guys aren't playing, you get some spots. Um, I think even Antonio Gibson does not play that Jared Patterson has becomes interesting. He's 5,300 um, looked pretty good last week. He was 12, 57, a touchdown also had a, a five, uh, 541 on five targets catching the ball. Uh, I think Gibson's going to play. So that kind of goes at the window. But for some reason he has a setback or becomes inactive or can't make it. Um, you know, the giants are 26 in rushing points per points per game again. So I think that uh, that's a good spot, but it, it would, it would, it would need uh, Gibson not to play. Um, yeah. Um, going to, yeah, I, I, I would have a ton of interest in Chase Edmonds. I agree. If, if uh, James Connor is out, Uh in that Tampa Bay situation, if someone like if you really like want to take a flyer, so R- Ronald Jones is going to be out. Um, I don't know about Keyshawn Vaughn, but I could see uh, I could see Le'Veon Bell uh, sort of being the main back for for Tampa in a game that doesn't he mean played anything. Like twenty six snaps last week or something like that. Like it's just yeah. it's, we can't we can't get our, rid ourselves of Le'Veon Bell for some reason. No. And I mean, if they're like, you could see like in a meaningless game, like, you know, if they're not playing, uh, yeah, if, I don't know, it could, it could be a spot for bell. I'm not going to do it, but I'm not, I guess 
worth mentioning after he caught three passes and played 26 snaps and now Jones is going to be out and Antonio Brown's going to be out and who knows if Evans and and Gronk what's going to happen there so it just might be a game where a scrub like Le'Veon can see all the work <laughs> couple, um, a couple of comments in the chat uh, Brandon mentioned in the chat I think Seattle has a chance to win this game uh, I do too I think it's gonna be a back and forth game I think that Seattle has found a little bit of uh kind of their old offense uh, the last few weeks here I think that uh, I think he can win this game too and Brandon has a question for you Trey Lance or Taysom Hill for a large field GPP if you had to pick one obviously assuming Garoppolo's inactive um Taysom or Lance yeah you know, I, I think Taysom's safer. Um, Lance would be more of a leverage option. Um, I'm going to be going with Taysom myself uh, in in a few GPPs, so I guess I'll I, that'll be my recommendation. Um, I've I've found a couple of the, you know these might be meaningless stats about the Seattle Arizona game, but when they played uh, earlier in the season, the Cardinals ran thirty more plays than the Seahawks. Um, this is kind of crazy. The Seahawks have only ran more plays than their opponent in two of sixteen games uh, this That's season. Wild. That is wild. Just again, it's another thing of why I would worry about Penny unless they get a lead though. I agree with uh, what you said and uh, w- what the the commenter said about Seahawks do have a chance to win this game. And in that case, it would be a nice script for Penny yeah. if they can get an early lead. But um, there is also um, some reasons to be wary. Yeah. I think the intriguing part of that game is the fact that there is a little, could be a little back and forth and, you know, Seattle has a chance there and could score some points. Back- so that's uh, yeah. Sorry, back to that guy. Um, his question about Lance or or Taysom. Yep. Um, both those guys, it's tough to know who to pair them with. I, I'd like to ask him more questions. Like, is he planning to play that? Yeah. Make? Is he planning to is he planning to pair them with somebody? Like, you know, you don't really want to. At least I don't really want to uh, spend eighty five hundred for Debo. Like, if Trey Lance is in there, it just feels like it's going to be hard to pay off that salary. Um, Taysom Hill, I kind of like pairing him. I I, I kind of like Taysom more because his uh, receiving options are cheaper. You mentioned like Marquez Callaway uh, before, and I agree with you. Callaway is intriguing uh, after ten targets. Uh, he has big play upside too, and just anyone on that team. Like you could pair Taysom with a tight end. They're all under three K. Um, they have some three K receivers too, especially if if Trey. Com- Traquan Smith's out again. Uh, if Traquan's out, I think those New Orleans receivers uh, are interesting. I just think uh, it's a little, I guess, uh, it's a, it's uncertain what to do with Lance. If you're going to play Lance naked, though, I'm okay with that. I just don't know if I want to play him with other uh 49ers. I think they're so close that I look at it and I see one guy's playing Atlanta and one guy's playing the Rams and give me the guy playing Atlanta. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, I mean, just, I, I, and I think Lance is a ton of upside and a large field GPP. If you want to throw him out there, I think it could work, but like if you're going to ask me to pick one of them. And that's what the question was, I got to go with Hill just based on that, based on the match. Yeah, me too. Um, let's get into some receivers here. We talked about running backs, uh, but first a note from our sponsors at Skybox Sports. Skybox Sports Network is your hardcore source for odds and sports tickers. Skybox Sports has been creating entertainment and relevant products for restaurants, sports bars, casinos, racing sportsbooks, arenas, and stadiums for years. Now you can bring a little bit of Vegas into your fan cave. Skybox's low-cost and state-of-the-art Wi-Fi platforms is a simple and affordable plug, play, and activate format. 
Skybox Sports Tickers brings you live odds, propositions, fantasy scores, hires, fires, trades, breaking news, and recaps with in-depth coverage for the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, NASCAR, UFC, specialty events, and more. Visit skyboxsportsnetwork.com and use promo code ROTOWIRE5 for a 5% discount off your order. So we've kind of hit quarterbacks and running backs, and we've mentioned some tight ends. I want to talk a little bit about receivers real quick before we jump out of here. Um, in the mid-range, there are a ton of receivers. Uh, A.J. Brown is popular this week at 7,000 against Houston. We've got the Seattle guys, uh, Metcalf 6,900, uh, Tyler Lockett 6,400. Uh, everybody's hero, Amon Ross St. Brown, is 6,800. Uh, in that game we talked about last week, he worked really well as the, as the runbacks at Seattle Stacks. Uh, Brandon Cook, 6,300. We talked about McLaurin early at 6,200. Who do you like in the 6,000s? It seems like there's a ton of options here, and picking between them could be pretty big in, uh, in figuring out who wins these events. Yeah, there's there's a ton of options and and mostly good options. So I don't know that you can necessarily go wrong with most of these guys. Um, I feel pretty comfortable with uh, well Amon Ra first. Um, it's actually should be a decent spot for Detroit. Uh, that spread keeps moving in their favor. Uh, you can't see Rogers and Adams and a lot of the important starters playing past halftime. Who knows? They might not even play past the first quarter. Um, uh, Amon Ra has seen double digit targets in five straight games. Now, uh, you'd think he for sure sees that again. So I feel pretty good there. Same with Brandon cooks. Um, you know, we've talked about Davis Mills for a couple straight, couple weeks straight now. Um, he continues to look good. Cooks caught seven balls in three straight games. Um, I like going back to Cooks um, and Christian Kirk uh, as well. I'd be comfortable with uh, in that game with the highest total. Um, what about you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really good range this week. We have so many games, but like a lot of guys just concentrate in here. A.J. Brown, I've seen, has been popular. I worry a little about A.J. Brown about how much they need to throw. Like last mm-hmm. week, they didn't need to throw again. Like against the Niners, that game was kind of close and back and forth. They threw a lot. The Niners can't guard anybody. We've covered that sufficiently. But he was he had five targets like in last week, two for 41. Like I love A.J. Brown as a player, but I just worry about how much they throw. And this is a week against Houston where they can just hand the ball off and be fine. Um, you know, if Houston sticks around, sure. But if not, I just worry at the price tag. He's 7,000. Um, a, they could not throw the ball a ton. B, like if they get up in this game, they got to win. They got the one seed. If they're up big in this game and they got it locked up, like he's going to sit in the fourth quarter. He's going to sit the set the last 20 minutes of this game. And I just don't think I'm going to do it this week. He's got a lot of upside. He could do really well against this defense, but I just think there's enough in here that concerns me about that. So he's a popular one that I'm actually going to uh, be fading this week. Um, say Brown, uh, everything I agree with, everything you said, I, I can't argue against that at all. He's not a quarterback quarterback proof which is wild like even with tim boyle amon ross St. brown's been really good yeah uh, i love i love brandon cooks again we talked about brandon cooks a lot last week i loved him had him on a lot of lineups he was seven for 66 and a touchdown against the niners like not huge but definitely got there for you i uh, had 11 targets uh double digit targets in three straight weeks so he missed week 16 but the three weeks he played in great game script for them we just talked about the tennessee side like they may get up in this game you got to figure that davis mills will be throwing the ball the entire second half to try and uh, try and play against tennessee so i like that a lot we mentioned McLaurin. We mentioned Christian Kirk, guys I like also. The other guy in this range I really like, we kind of touched on a little bit, is Tyler Lockett at 6,400. Arizona really struggles against slot wide receivers. They've allowed 15 touchdowns to slot receivers, which leads the NFL. Um, so I like him more than Metcalf this week. Also $500 cheaper. 
He was four for 115 against Arizona in week 11. Um, he's got a lot of down games. I think he has seven games with under 35 receiving yards, which seems crazy for Tyler Lockett. But when he has big low up games, they can they can they can be pretty big. So I do uh, I do like Lockett a lot this week, and I think he gets lost a little bit in the you know, with Cooks and all these guys in here. I think that uh, you get him a pretty a pretty nice percentage too. Yeah, that's a really good point. So I'm I'm with you on the. The AJ Brown fade too. Um, love him as a player. He's he's popping in projections that I've seen, yep. but uh, this feels like a Dante Foreman game. And I mean, even if you know if, if Tennessee gets up early, um, there's a really good chance that Brown's going to bust. Yeah, everything you said, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, before we get into the really cheap, cheap wide receivers, we kind of already mentioned a few of them. What about this like mid range, like say forty five hundred to six thousand? We've talked about Chase Claypool already, so I think that's that's pretty clear. Is there anybody else that you like in this range? You know, there's some, there's some uh, Brandon Ayuk is fifty six hundred. KJ Osborne has scored last two weeks for Minnesota without Adam Thielen. He's fifty five hundred. Um, who do you find yourself kind of liking in this range? Um, I kind of like DJ Moore. Uh, I'm okay with going back to DJ Moore. Um, yeah, he, he let he, – I, I was on him last week, definitely let me down. Um, this spot against Tampa Bay is one that's been good this season. They should have to throw. Um, he should see 10 targets again. Uh, I saw yeah, so, some stat. He, he DJ Moore leads the league in uh, – I don't know what you call the stat, but uh, – quarterbacks missing open receivers or something <laughs> um he's got that, uh, that sounds about that's how someone who loves dj yeah. Moore has had him on a lot of season-long teams this has been a frustrating year of just horrendous quarterback play in carolina yeah um but i'm okay like 5800 is a decent salary and i mean if that's, he's gonna that's see... that stat needs a name by the way that's a, it's a stat that we, we need a name for I, I should have, it, it had something better than what I said, but <laughs> yeah, I can, I, I wouldn't mind going back there. Uh, Tampa Bay, you know, we know you can't really run on them. Uh, Carolina is likely to be losing and passing for most of the game. Uh, I can see DJ Brown or DJ Moore going for a uh, hundred and a touch here. Uh, who, who do you like in this 5k range? Well, we already mentioned uh, Marquez Callaway. I really like him at 5,000. The only other guy in this range that we haven't talked about that I do like is uh, Rashad Bateman is a little bit interesting to me. He's 4,900, obviously a really talented guy, 4,900. But the Baltimore pass game has been weird. I, you know, even Tyler Huntley has been good, but like a, not a lot of uh, deep plays. We talked about Marquise Brown a bunch during the season. Like there's a lot of targets, but no production. But ba- Bateman's a cheap enough 4,900. He had 10 targets last week. He's 758. He's really talented guys and explosiveness there. I think this is a game that we talked about Baltimore needs to win. Like I know 9 million things need to happen for them to get in, but like you got to figure they're going to play until they don't need to. So I do like, I do like Bateman. I don't, the Pittsburgh defense doesn't scare me a ton these days. Um, So I think he's playable in there. I prefer Callaway and Claypool though. So it might be hard for me to get to him in a lot of lineups. Yep. Um, What about under, under like 4,500? We've already talked about Ray Ray McLeod. I think 3,800 is a really good play. Ben is going to pepper him with some targets. Anytime you get targets for a guy that cheap, you got to go there. We talked about Cyril Grayson at 4,500. We talked about Antoine Wesley at 4,100. Is there anybody else down here? I mean, that's three guys already. That's pretty good. Was there anybody else down here you're you're considering yourself playing? Um, Yeah. I don't think so, but, um, you know, I guess it wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't bring up these Jacksonville guys. You're not going to, you're not going to let me talk about Laquan Treadwell for the 500 straight week. I will this time. I mean, you know, he, he, he did well last week, six catches for 87 yards. Um, you know, they're cheap him and Marvin Jones, 
one of them should one of them should have a good game. You know, no James Robinson, so I can understand that. Um, but like you said, you know, when Ray Ray McLeod and these other guys, uh, I don't know that I'll necessarily need to to look for someone else. Uh, I guess in like a large field GPP or like a spot that. Maybe a Saints guy. I don't know, though. You know, Traquan would have to be out to, like, maybe take a shot on, I don't know, Deontay Harris or yeah. Lil Jordan Humphrey. I don't know, though. I these other The other guys are just in much better spots and should see much bigger volume. Is there is there anyone, I don't know, is there anyone I'm missing? You got anybody? Yeah. I mean, that's that's four options under 45. That's a, that's a lot for one week. But uh, I will say with Treadwell, we talked about, we kind of joked about Jacksonville receivers, but that's six straight weeks where Treadwell has four plus catches and 50 plus yards. Like that's a lot of production and really consistent production for someone who's priced out here. He has not scored, which is why the price has stayed low, but like he gets in the end zone and suddenly that's, he's a, he's a guy that's really, really good. So I think he's, I would put him in the, in the range with those other three guys. I think he is in that range rather than kind of tier below them. I think there's four for me. It's, it's Treadwell, Grayson, Wesley and, and McLeod. I think they're all um, super playable and really good guys that uh, can can save you some money and get you kind of up to the the Taylor or Cup wherever you want to play there. Uh, what about tight end? We've kind of hit on some guys. We've kind of moved along here. We talked about Zach Ertz. We both like him at the price. He's fifty three hundred. Um, and the expensive guys. You mentioned Gronk. We're talking about Week eighteen heroes for all the all the uh, the compensation he could gain from some targets he could hit. He's sixty three hundred. Uh, Kittle is sixty seven hundred. Mark Andrews has been great all year. Seventy five hundred. Uh, Kittle is really good historically against the Rams. Uh, he was five for 50 on and a touchdown on seven targets in week seven. Uh, he's played them the last seven times he's played them. He has 90 plus yards in five of those seven. Uh, he's been really good against them. He matches up well. He's been pretty down. He has a uh, three for 50 the last two weeks after those three huge games. I think he's a guy we talked about maybe some guys that are better with Lance. I think Kittle's definitely better with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think Garoppolo uh, looks to him. They have, they have plays where, you know, he really feeds, uh, feeds Kittle. Uh, so 6700 is expensive, but I think of the three in this top range, uh, he'd be my play of the, of the, of the three guys. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with you. And that it would need, it would, Jimmy, ha, Jimmy has to play for, for me to me roster Kittle. Me too. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, Lance had one nice completion in him last week, but it was clear that like, it's just that the outside of the field is, is playable when, when Lance is playing, they throw the ball outside the numbers, whereas Garoppolo, Everything is in the middle of the field. Everything is inside the numbers. They very rarely throw to the, the perimeter with him. So I think game plan wise, the way they run plays, the way Jimmy looks for him, uh, and Kittle just matches with Jimmy better right now. Um, yeah, the one thing, uh, Mark Andrews. Uh, so seventy five hundred, like that looks crazy for Mark Andrews. Definitely, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna go with yardage, yardage target here, aren't you? Well, he has that. Yeah, he can he can set the the single season record for tight ends, um, but. Even besides that, um, he's just he's crushing. He's been just yeah. been crushing, and no one's going to play him at that salary. And this Baltimore Pittsburgh game might not be that bad of a game. Uh, like we mentioned at the start, rivalry game. Both teams kind of playing for something still. Pittsburgh's been a good target. Uh, Huntley's good play at quarterback. You want to pair him with someone? I mean these numbers on Andrews are crazy. So, I mean, if, if he's not going to be like that popular because his price tags big now, I think it makes sense for tournaments for sure. Um, yeah. We always talk about like, Oh, this, this tight end has more than 50 yards in all these games. Like Andrews has over 85 yards in four straight games. Like we're talking about like huge numbers and uh, he works with Huntley. He works with Lamar. I mean, he's been good with Huntley. So that, there's not an issue there with the quarterback, uh, you know, difference there. 
I, I agree with you. I think that 7,500, nobody's going to really play him with the, with the way everything else lines up. And there's so many guys in the mid and expensive range this week. Um, yeah, he's going to be low percentage. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's been awesome. Huge numbers. Yeah, uh, 80, 85, over 85 in the last four, but yep. over 115 in three out of the last yeah. four. Yeah, I mean, Pretty just great. crazy for a tight end. Um, so, yeah. And, uh, uh, and he's 143 yards to break the uh, single season record. So there, there it is. There is yeah, that 143 yards to, to break the single season uh, tight, tight end record for receiving yards. So, yeah, um, looking a little bit lower. Um, worth mentioning Friermuth because uh, Deontay Johnson is out. Uh, he did see six targets, caught five balls last week. Uh, should see a bunch of targets again with, with Deontay out. Um Looking like looking cheaper, uh, John Bates for 3k, maybe. Um, I don't know, you got anybody down here? Um, yeah, I mean, you mentioned uh, Cole Komet, I think that uh, 3400, I think people will go there. He hasn't scored all year, like, yeah, I figured they'd get him a touchdown at some point. It's crazy, he hasn't scored all year. Um, does have 19 targets the last three weeks, 13 catches, so he's involved in the offense right now. I think with Dalton, that's fine too. Uh, I think Tyler Higby at 4,000 is playable. Uh, he had nine targets last week. I think Stafford, as he struggled, maybe he's kind of, uh, you know, limited the outside stuff and kind of looked for Higby a little bit. Uh, 15 targets last two weeks. I mean, just a, a nice cheap part of this game. If you wanted to go Niners and Rams and kind of think both teams need to play, they go back and forth a little bit. I think the Higby works at, uh, at 4,000. So Komet and then Higby, um, probably the guys I'd go cheaper, and I'd, I'd probably try and get up to Earth to 5,300 if I could. Um, you know, nine more targets last week, 33 targets last week. He's been heavily involved in that offense. Um, I'd probably try and get there, but if I couldn't get there, it'd be Higby or Komet for me. Um, yeah, I agree. There's there's just there's not much to to like in the cheap range at tight end. Uh, so yeah, I, I try to get up to to Ertz, um, but I think those Komet's playable. I like Higby too. Yeah. Before we get out of here, we got to talk defense a little bit. Uh, I've been good on defense all year and then failed miserably last week. I played Miami at 2,800. I really liked that matchup, but they got absolutely blitzed. They had like oh, they had had turnovers. They had, had sacks. Like it just none of it worked. Tennessee killed them. So it's so my first real like big whiff on defense in a while. Uh, but where are you going with defense this week? I think that, you know, with guys sitting, there's all kinds of different options. I think you mentioned earlier, uh, we don't like Browns and Cincinnati, but like maybe the defenses. So what, what do you do with defense this week? Yeah, I think the obvious one is probably uh, Browns 2,600 uh, at home to the Bengals who are going to be starting uh, Brandon Allen, right? Uh, yeah. Yep. So, you know, Bengals starting their backups, you know, no Joe Mixon, no Joe Burrow, probably going to rest their receivers too. Uh, I always, you know, I never mind starting Miles Garrett and, yep. and company against, against anyone really is much less a backup quarterback and, uh, 2,600 at home. So, I mean, Browns seem like, uh, sort of the easy pick for, for the cash defense, uh, at least in cash games, um, for tournaments or maybe looking uh, a little more expensive, um, I kind of like, um, I kind of like, I don't know, like, I kind of like Washington. Uh, it's, 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 it's hard to say because, you know, they're Washington and they, a lot of their best players are out, but it's a matchup. Against the is a disaster. Oh yeah. I mean the, the, the bears 
feasted on them last week. Sort of every defense has been crushing the Giants recently, so uh, like I don't mind going there. I don't know. Give me give me a couple picks because I also got crushed with the Dolphins last week. I've got three in the low threes that are like, I mean, I mean Cleveland is pretty obvious. You need the money. I think that's a way to go. Uh, I do like Washington. Like you mentioned, they're 3,100. Uh, I think Tennessee is playable at 3,300 against Houston. They have uh, multiple sacks in five straight games. They force multiple turnovers in three of four. Davis Mills has been playing pretty well, but I think it's a good spot. The one that I really like is 3,400. I like I really like New Orleans this week against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, New Orleans has to win. Um, they're going to look up at that scoreboard. You know, if the Niners get way up, sure, but I don't think the Niners are blowing out the Rams. I know they did the first time, but like the Saints are going to play the whole game. Um, they have they had seven sacks last week. They have 17 sacks last four weeks. Like the Saints are getting after the quarterback right now. Their offense is kind of a mess, but their defense is playing well. The Falcons have allowed 11 sacks the last three weeks. They allowed five last week. And this is a game where Matt Ryan's going to get hit a ton. I think the, the the Saints have three, four, five sacks. Matt Ryan might start to force some stuff. Um, if I had to pick a team to like get a pick six in the, in a game this week, it'd be the Saints for me. I think the sacks are there. I think the turnover upside's there. I think the, the low points are probably there. Um, I like everything about the Stevens. I think 3400 is a really good price and high enough where not like they don't stick out as so obvious. I think they won't be won't be that popular. Um, I love the Saints week. They're, they're my favorite defense to play by by a pretty good margin actually. Yeah, uh, I can get on board with that. Saints, they just have a great defense overall. Yeah. Uh, and, and they got a win against a team that like just wants to get the heck out of there. I, I love the I love the chance for them to really really stick it to the Atlanta offense. Agreed. So that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I think that you could go. I mean, Buffalo and the Colts have really good uh, good matchups too. The Bills are 3700 against the Jets. The Colts are 3800 against Jacksonville. Like you play both of those, um, they're a little bit more expensive. And I tend to not go that high, but I, I think Saints is, is where I'm at. But uh, anybody else you want to talk about? Someone else in the chat asked about uh, can you rank the teams that to avoid due to starter sitting? I think we kind of covered that earlier, but I um, mean, you know, obviously Cincinnati, Green Bay, and then like. Buffalo and Tennessee, if they get ahead, were kind of the ones that I was thinking of. And then, um, you know, teams, you think they're going to blow somebody out, that they they, they they win an in, and, like, maybe you said, oh, that's Buffalo and Tennessee. Uh, Green Bay has nothing to gain, and obviously Cincinnati has already said they're sitting starters. So those will be the ones for me, um, kind of the automatic avoid. Um, any other player or thing, anything else, else you got, Ryan, before we jump out of here? Um, yeah, no, I don't – think so um kind of it kind of hit it all we we were pretty uh pretty good hitting all the positions and all the roster or all the salary spots too yeah nice yeah. i think we hit most of it yeah well thanks everybody for listening and thanks everybody for listening all season i know it's uh, it's been a long season with the extra week here but we've really enjoyed um kind of talking dfs with you every week hopefully it's uh in bid positive for your cash flow so we've uh, we've hit a lot of good plays uh hopefully that's helped you out uh we will be doing the next two weeks we're gonna do the first two weeks of the nfl playoffs because there's a lot of games there's there's seven games on the slate next week, so we'll definitely do that one. And I think divisional week, um, as long as Ryan, Ryan sticks around, we're going to do the, the four game uh, four game slate on that one also. So, thanks everyone for listening for the Roadwire to the Roadwire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday DFS version. Thanks to WinBet for their sponsorship of us all year long. Other than that, if you want to follow Ryan on Twitter, he is R Y A N B E L O N G I A. I am at Scott Jensen, J-E-N-S-T-A-D. Head us up with questions on there. Kind of if coaches sit there, guys, or there's more injuries, definitely hit us up. We'll kind of adjust as we go along for the the news the next couple of days. Other than that, hope everybody has a great last week of the season. Uh, Take care. We'll be back at you for the playoffs next week. Thanks, Scott.